When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Yeah, what's the point? What's the point anymore? Why do we do all this? We toil, we slave for what? So that in two weeks I get my Medicare card. (laughs) What are you pointing to? You're too hot. I am? Yeah, you're a little, little, little bit hot there. All right. I think you're just getting all worked up my, by getting the my Medicare level, card. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I was. I, and it sounds like, by the way, you may need it. You sound yeah, a little I got uh, croaky. A, I got a thing. I got a bug. Yeah. And, and this know, is not COVID, right? Should I don't I know. Should I put my mask back on? I don't so know. Do I need Because it? it travels by I, air, right? Uh, yeah, and we're on the air. I know. I'm just yeah. saying. It's a, you know, And it's what's in, it's the new variant. It's the E-COVID it goes over <laughs> it goes over the air the electronic thing. as long as it's not the f covid no actually i'm going to get a covid test tomorrow because you know they say that if you've had both shots sometimes yeah. you can get a minor and but listen to my voice it's like minor uh, it's not like going through puberty uh, again or something, something. Yeah. and 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 yeah. you know there aren't a lot of people going through puberty who are getting their medicare card in 2 weeks <laughs> That's a slight delay, and I would check with my doctor about that as well. Get the test and ask oh, while you're there. Golly. Both. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Please forgive me if I don't sound like me today. At least I have Tom to annoy you. So uh, you won't have still, John I'm McDonald to the, kick, around. kick around. I'm still getting over the lady with the bad joke thing a couple of weeks. When I said, when she called and she said, I'm glad to interrupt the bad jokes. I said, well, those are Don. She goes, no, no, no. he's funny. You're, yeah. <laughs> it kind of killed me. It made me feel I'm not great. sure I'm ever going to get over that I one. need her to call Sorry. back today at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. She can bring me uh, a little bit of joy and some virtual chicken soup. That'd be great. I was going to say tea and honey maybe might sound better in the back of that throat. And you know my bourbon, I'm out of bourbon. I'll never oh. fails, right? Right at the critical moment. Maker's Mark has left the building. Darn it. Can't you know. order that through Amazon? I can. I could. I actually I could order it through uh, through. <laughs> Have it there by three o'clock. Through shipped. I'm going to just right during the show order it through shipped. There you go. Hi everybody. I'm Don McDonald, such as I am. Over there is Tom yeah. Cock, such as he is. Hello. And this is a show called Talking Real Money, where guess what we do? Yeah, we talk about money. And today we want to talk about something that has a lot of people concerned. Suddenly, inflation seems to be seems to be rearing its ugly inflationary head again thomas yeah and after really being gone for gosh like almost a decade yeah 40 50 very, years very long time just <laughs> not that okay not for i can i'm old enough to remember the late 70s early 80s when we had the you know Interest rates were at 18, 19%, where it was crazy. And, and since I'm just a teenager, I yeah. can hardly remember that. Yeah, exactly. So, by the way, this only applies if you have money left over after paying your taxes. So, I mean, some of you may not be 
important. I got a refund. I don't know about you. But I know. I I'm <laughs> Right now, everybody in the West Wing is having stakes on my return, so they got it like that. Yeah, inflation, I, depending on which measure you use, has gone from 1.3% annualized to mm-hmm. somewhere around 2.5%. That's a pretty big growth in a year's time, right? That's a pretty big increase. Yeah, it is. And that... The indications are, and nobody ever knows this for sure, that that's why some people sold a lot of their stocks this week, that the market had a rough week, right? We were down a little bit, especially a couple of days earlier in the week, had a little rebound. But the question is, what do you do from here if inflation is truly upon us? You oh, wait, hold on. That, yeah. yeah, you just, the most important word in that sentence is the two-letter word, if. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, you, you raised We don't a good know point this. That, yeah. It might be very temporary due to uh, certainly all the cash that's out in the, uh, the sort of the post-COVID, the government throwing all this money and stuff. We don't know how, if this is really going to be a, a real long event or what the deal is. But what do you do? And everybody's got advice on this. Uh, <laughs> a client brought this to my attention a couple of nights ago that James McIntosh wrote about the ideas. The first idea that a lot of people have. I know you're going to love this one, Don. It's going to make you feel better all over, and that is to put it in gold because oh, gold is a great inflation. Let me hedge, hit my right? cough switch. Oh, feeling really? Oh, gold, huh? Yeah, can I, gold. Can I, you know, it's funny you you mentioned that because I just got a note from somebody, a question for a future show or podcast about just that, and I was doing some gold research because somebody was saying that gold um from 2008 to 2009 was such a great investment and yeah if you pick that one little narrow period it it wasn't half bad however it was it, actually a little longer than that so i think through 2010, 2011 was, 2011 you have to time it right yeah, yeah it okay. was $730 an ounce to like 1100 wait a minute i have yep. the numbers right ah there they are 730 to 1825 by 2011 that's a pretty good jump yeah, yeah in a short but, period of hey, time but get this the uh it went to 1838 over the next 10 years yeah, you got it. You really got to time in. You got to time out, and that's really difficult for any security. Eight five five nine three five. Talk is our number. We're talking about inflation, but we want to talk about those things that are really important to you. So give us a call, please. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to the show. I'm Don. That's Tom. The number's 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And I was stupid on Tuesday. Uh, How's that? What reason I think I got this bug, whatever this bug is, and I don't really know yet, is... You left your little room there? I did. I left my oh. bubble. My, my daughter and son-in-law and granddaughter Uh-oh. came down from Pennsylvania to visit... And yeah. so they got together with all their friends and family at a microbrewery. Mass spreader event? And there were a lot of people there. And it Uh-oh. timed out perfectly because it was on Tuesday and I started feeling sick on Thursday night. So um, probably just going out in public. It was my own fault. Stupid. So they taped you in. Have they locked you into your little room there now? Yeah, it is hermetically sealed now. Yeah. From the outside, okay. it is. It's right. slide your meals under the door. Eight five five nine three five. Talk. You need to call and ask questions of Tom. I don't know if you should ask them of me. 
I'll forget what the question was by the time I get to the answer. 855-935-TALK. As a matter of fact, let's see, what were we talking about? Oh, inflation. Well, we're, yeah, inflation. right. Inflation. I mean, mm. Like, we were talking about gold. And yeah. between 2008 and 2021, the price of gold went from $730 to $1,838. So it did go up over that time. Yeah. But pretty good run. The S and P five hundred went from twelve thirteen to forty one seventy three. Quite a bit better, and of course, the S and P five hundred has companies in it that are that are paying dividends, et cetera, et cetera. In addition to all that, but the question is, if inflation is here, okay, so we're not gold bugs, and by the no, way, James no. McIntosh not either. He doesn't think gold makes sense. Gold does have these little periods where. It does great, and then the rest of the time it doesn't. Good point, Don. But he also takes a look at commodities. Now, some commodities have already had ridiculous run. I mean, look at the lumber. Lumber in the last year. I'm glad the place is already built because if not, I might want to go take down my own trees in the backyard uh, because lumber has gone up dramatically. Copper and oil up more than 30% this year. Lumber's almost doubled. And stocks of uh, global mining and major oil companies have strongly beaten the broader indexes. So that means should you be buying commodities to protect yourself against inflation? No. That was a question. Yeah, no. And the reason is, again, because commodities, they're, gold is a commodity. Yes, it they're is. They're basically the same thing. A commodity is not designed to become more valuable of its own volition. It only becomes more valuable if it, its demand increases or its supply falls, period. That's the only reason. And you'll find that with some commodities, for example, we saw this happen with oil. When oil prices got very high, that incentivized people to find new ways to get oil, and they increased the, the supply dramatically, and oil prices plunged. The same thing can happen with anything else. With with the, if, if copper prices go through the roof, that will incentivize people to reopen old, poor producing mines that that weren't uh, cost effective in the past, but may be with higher prices. You don't get rich on commodities. They're a gamble. They're or or they're a hedge for farmers or producers. Which does make sense to those people that yeah. are that are producing those goods. You should, yeah, have some sort of hedge. I also suggest, um, in a big picture sense, I like stocks because companies, when facing increased demand, you know, uh, pardon me, increased wages, or the material they use goes, uh, the cost of that goes up. What do they do? Oh, that's right, they raise prices. Right, they mm-hmm. pass that along to us. So stocks have done pretty well most of the time in inflationary times. Uh, he Now, he mentions that he likes value stocks, well, right? Well, value stocks have down. done re- – as a matter of fact, growth stocks have tended historically to do better in periods of low inflation. Value stocks have done better in periods of higher inflation, which is a great argument for overweighting to value anyway because inflation tends – at least has tended in the past to almost always exist. We have had short periods of little or none and very short periods of deflation. That's a good way to put it. Uh, You know, the thing is, just back to the stocks thing for a moment, we're going to suggest, and you've heard it from us before, 
that you own value and growth stocks. You yeah. own big firms and small firms. You own U.S. and international, this global diversification of all kinds of companies. Now, we do think you should tilt the portfolio a little more to small and to value, that that's helped over the long haul. But And that, that's by it. the way, is for some trick. very, very obvious reasons. The reason that small company stocks and value stocks have over decades long periods of time tended to outperform growth and large company stocks is because duh they're riskier yeah they're they're, they're not as solid as those huge companies like it's a risk washington everything Mutual. is a risk reward trade-off and the minute you understand that you are going to save yourself so much investing grief if you can just get it through your head that more return can be had, but it requires more risk, and the risk is real. It is not, oh, I, I don't mind risk if I don't actually experience anything bad. I, risk is good as long as I don't lose money. I'm okay with it. As it only goes up. Yeah. I, you know, and you missed my – I was having a little fun there. Oh, my the brain small is Small companies dull. are not as risky – as the you know large companies you know like uh, worldcom enron washington mutual they're safer right yeah. oh yeah general motors yeah. remember when it was doing of course yeah. eastern airlines and i mean some of the great ones uh <laughs> so what what about but what about here's now here's actually here's an idea that i do like now you'd only want to do this in your retirement accounts like an ira 401k Explain why, something please, like that sir well the, the reason why well first of all this is treasury inflation protected securities Tips. The U.S. government issues them, and then they readjust them for unexpected inflation every six months. So, the problem of owning them in a regular taxable account is you're going to pay interest. You're going to pay taxes on that interest. I don't want you to do that. I'd rather have you own those in your retirement plan. The problem is they're not not very in very many retirement plans. Well, the, the, you got to go the problem is see, they, they don't pay interest. They accrue interest, but Correct. the interest and then, and then, you don't actually boom. get interest, but you have to pay taxes. On the interest that's imputed, and that's really the negative about these things. You don't want to pay taxes on interest you didn't get. Yeah, and, and so th they're not a very good solution, as I say, in post-tax accounts. And v in very few that I see, very few retirement plans. But remember, the way, they I, don't pay much. In fact, No, they don't, but they're, they're a protection there right, against unexpected inflation. And, and that's the reason you own them. Another one that he suggests that I do really like, and that is um, short-duration assets. You know we believe in short and intermediate-term mm -hmm. fixed income, bonds, right? Because the longer you get out, the more risk you face when interest rates do go up. If you own a 30-year bond and it's paying 1.5 and the government issues a new one at 1.8, guess what? The value of yours just went down. And dramatically. No yeah, I mean, people forget, but... So in a general sense, bonds have nowhere near the volatility, but I would like to keep my asset duration short in times like this for sure. Definitely. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Give us a call. We'll try to answer your questions about the better ways to invest, the best ways to manage your money, how to plan for future events. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to the program. I'm Don McDonald, along with Mr. Thomas Seacock over there at that studio place where he's at his house. And I'm at my house in my little studio Malt place. Maltby, Washington headquarters, right here. Yeah, yeah. Right down the road from very famous place like the Maltby Cafe. I can smell it. Actually, here, I'm just down, down the road day. from a much more famous place than you're down the road yeah? from. Yeah, it's called Disney like, what, World. A sinkhole? Like oh, Disney, Disney World. World. <laughs> Sinkhole or something In fact, bad. My, my daughter, Rotting my daughter, son-in-law, and granddaughter are at Universal Studios today. Harry pottering their brains out. Now, I want to make sure I got this straight. In what? Florida, you can come from out of town and go to those places, but you can't do that in California yet, right? I know different world. You can't go to Disneyland. Well, think uh, about think about on. the think about the political climate in the two states. Just all right. So you're saying it's politics? Uh, partially right, politics. Checking. Sure, okay. it is. Of all course, right, it is. question. K855-935-TALK is our phone number. Or you can send questions into us. You can type them, or you can actually speak them by uh, going to TalkingRealMoney.com, going to the contact form, and then doing what David did right here, just like this. Hello, Tom and Don. How are you doing? I have Good. a question about um, your small cap allocation. Um, I currently have the Vanguard VSMAX, and I know that you guys always talk about uh, Vanguard VSIAS, which is the small cap value. I currently have the small cap blend, which has 1,464 stocks. Your small cap value has 931 stocks in it. Um, I wanted to blend because it it has a combination of both of the things that I was looking for, value and growth. Um, and I just wanted to know, um, should I split the baby and put, just put half of my allocation and um, just split it between both of those? Or should I just stay in the um, Vanguard VSMAX like I already have? Thank you, and I appreciate your podcast. I listen to it all the time. Have a good day. Thank Bye. you, David, for the for the question. Yeah, we really appreciate yeah. it, and it's a good question. Really, it is, is a good question uh, because yeah. the small the the small cap blend does get you growth and value. What think you, Thomas? Yeah, oh, I, I, you know what? It, it, I agree. It's, I think it's kind of splitting the baby here. I just want to give the ticker. Is that okay? So people know he, he gave him. I know you're going to hate me for it. V is in Victor. Yeah. V is in Victor. Yeah. Oh, you're not doing it. You're going to uh, do it with you. S yeah. as in Sierra. M is in Mike. You know, the show's right? only two hours long on the radio. A is in Alpha and X is in X ray. I, here's what I would do. Yeah. I'd split it between those two. I just was going to agree. I agree wholeheartedly uh, because know, we want not, you to. It depends on the amount of money you have, but, but I, that's what I but would do. But we want you to overemphasize value mm. only because it has historically slightly outperformed so we want you to overemphasize it but we don't think you should forget about the value the, gr the value uh growth stocks and the blend gives you both so add the the small to the portfolio i mean the small value to the portfolio and and i think you will have solved the dilemma u.s small value by the way up about 35 percent year to date u.s small growth up 10 percent less than that yeah that but doesn't mean it's no, gonna happen all the time i mean but if you look at the, the last time, 10 years the the growth 
fund did better than the value fund? That's a good question. Of I don't. I'm going to take your word for I, that. No, I'm pretty but, sure, I, but I'll. Look. I'd take a look at that. So no, I mean, so I think the simple explanation is to put half in one, half in the other. The cost, man, I can't believe five basis points to own that fund. It's so doggone inexpensive. Um, so you're really getting a great asset class. You mentioned it has about a thousand securities in it, which is just terrific. You get the value exposure by, by owning the value fund and the, the more blend type. Um, and this is a good point though, Don. You know, when we give people the simple three fund portfolios at talkingrealmoney.com, you really don't end up with very much of the small. You very, end up with very little of the value. We're trying to give you a simple portfolio, but if you can do this, uh, where you have more of the small and, and certainly small value over time, we would expect it would make you more money. So it, it, these are small things, but again, some of it depends on the size of the portfolio, I guess, too. If you had sizable assets, you definitely want to own both of those funds. You want to have a value commitment. If you don't, mm. then you're probably okay not. Yeah, I don't have a 10 year track record on the, uh, on the, on the value index. Huh. I'll have to look. I, I saw it somewhere else, but let me see what I can find. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Call. Let's talk about your life, your money. Make it better for you. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We're talking real money. Talking real money continues. I am Don McDonald trying to be in good voice. That is Tom Cock over there uh, doing his best to just stand upright. No, I'm kidding. He that's looks, and most days shape. that's a challenge, as you know. So he's in much hour. better shape than I am today. I'm sorry. Oh, st- I hope oh, it didn't. I hope okay. I hope I hope I'm not driving you all away. Give us a call at 855-935-8255. Talk 855-935-8255. My voice is usually pretty good. Eh, this is rare. I don't get a bad voice very often. No, usually, yeah, usually uh, in so good timber. I'm not doing not any today. short stories today. In fact, no, I think you should uh, right you, after this go nap. Find the find the bourbon you meant previously mentioned and it's uh, gone. Have an appointment. I'm out. You get somebody bring that over in about 15 minutes. Debbie, go get me some bourbon, please. Real right. stuff. All right, we'll see. It won't happen. Um, 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. Before the break, uh, Tom challenged me on the Vanguard small cap blend fund versus the Vanguard small cap value fund over 10 and 15 years. Which one performed better over 10 and 15 years? Now, let's just differentiate those, first of all, just so everybody's clear. The blend has mostly growth, but a no, little bit of value. No, it's a split. Right? It's pretty close. Is it close yeah, to 50-50? Yeah, I thought the, it was far more, I'm but I was looking, looking at the style the, box. Yeah, let me go back to the style box again because I'm on a different version of it. I'm and by the way, this is you can do this with any mutual fund you own. You can go to Morningstar.com, and it's free. Dead. Free. Dead, dead center. Okay. Dead center. So it's a split between growth, growth of the more successful Earnings stocks, growth, right? yeah, yeah. Growing versus value of the you know prices of securities that people think should be greater due to their value when you look at all the stuff they own etc. Correct. Um, so the the growth there is the 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 previously mentioned fund, 
and he was asking about throwing in a little bit of value and what's been the difference. So you looked at 10 and 15, 15 years. 15, and uh, the, the, uh, the blend fund underperformed, I mean, outperformed over 10 and 15 years. It, it did about a percentage for both point periods. better for both periods. A year. Uh, yeah, per year. Wow. Um, that's and uh, that's pretty substantial. Significant. But, yeah. again, here's the thing. Up until... The, over that pat that 15 year period we have gradually been hearing more and more investment professionals tell us that value stocks have seen the end of their run and that it made no more sense to be in value and about the time it's famous they manager that, quit last summer yeah, said, yeah. over i'm out right about the time they said that value yep. blows growth out of the water which it has over the last year, basically, right? Just over Small the last values year. really been a cranker. Hey, you got to own those all the time. So back to the question at hand. Um, so because somebody texted me and said, "How big does my portfolio need to be to split it rather than just owning one fund?" Essential. I mean, well, a fewer funds. How how much money do I need to have before I really get sophisticated about all this? If I have a few thousand dollars, if I'm like at ten thousand bucks, I'm looking at Two, maybe three funds max. Max. That's where our, yeah. our 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 two or three fund ideas come into play. I if, if you really want to get tricky with it, then if you wanted to go there, I would own the with ten thousand dollars. I would own the the global the VT, and then I might throw in like a third of it into the U.S. small value. Oh, that's or even a, just that's the U.S. small. Yeah, because remember, you got no, ex basically no exposure in the VT. It's just so infinite. You get like one, one and a half percent, a tiny, tiny number. So, okay, but maybe you're talking for a hundred percent stock investor. Hundred percent. Yeah, Somebody I'm not talking no not, bonds. No bonds. No, no bonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Who's willing to take a fifty oh, yeah, percent? I mean, a yeah. fifty or more yeah. percent drop in a single oh. year. If you're thirty, that should that should be happy days for you. You should be buying more shares anyway. But that's a whole other. I, wouldn't it be great if everybody could get that mindset where uh, when it's, the market is when the market has just fallen, you should be buying more, not getting well, don't, scared. Don't you do that with other things in your life when things go on sale? Don't you tend to buy more of them? Generally, I mean, like Nordstrom has a sale. I think they sell more stuff at that time of year I, yeah know, but people so have anyway. a hard time with investing because the, I know. the, the it's, it's fear that drives prices down and that fear overwhelms common sense and logic the logic telling you that what is the entire economy going to collapse come on so we'll come back and we'll give you the actual answer to this because how much money do you need before you really start to you use paul merriman's for example 10 Vanguard Fund yeah, portfolio. And it's not just money either. We'll discuss it. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. You should call now. It's good. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Let me go ahead and give you that phone number again, shall I? 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Well, our lines are open, so please give us a call. I'm just sitting here waiting. <laughs> hey, Seattle, come on, I know you're out there. 
Hey, look, I realize it's a, it's a sunny day, but on all those rainy days, I was there for you. That was from Frazier. Classic, yeah. classic. One of the classic talk shows of all time that didn't mm-hmm, exist. Indeed. On KHCL yeah. in Seattle. What was yeah, it? Not, 780. That, call letters that don't exist don't and exist. Frequency, frequency that also does not yeah. exist. There's no 780. But well, there good. is a 780. Seven, seven. Just there's nobody on it. Not in use by the Federal Communications Commission. Well, not in Seattle, but somewhere else in the not world. period. Oh, come on. They're, they're not, just, not in the great... No, no not, but they're, not, they use 780 AM. Oh, you know, you shouldn't. Now you're going to make me like look that. this up. All right, uh, can we go to the phones while you do that? But actually, you need to finish the Vanguard question. All right, first. I'm going to. Then gonna, we can go to the phones. Yeah, uh, WBBM News Radio in Chicago is 780 AM, sir. I thought that they, that was a frequency that was never used. Uh, Interesting. There it is. I stand corrected. About, huh. about time he admitted he was Looks wrong like the only something. one. No, WAVA, 780 AM in Washington, D.C. And I don't get to Washington enough, I guess, or Chicago, apparently. Yeah. So, all right, I stand corrected, but what do you say? Finish the Vanguard answer, then we'll go to John. I, I, I have a waiting. cold. I can't remember what we were talking well, about. Well, the question is, how big does your portfolio <laughs> oh, need one. to be before you can start getting into a to 10 fund, for example, portfolio? You go ahead and tell us all. Well, I, here's my take. It depends on how hard you want to work. That is and actually it a good answer. On and it depends uh, if your money is in a qualified or non-qualified account. Because if it's in a post-tax type account, the, the, the rebalancing becomes trickier. There's that. Number three, I, I believe Vanguard has, a, what, a $3,000 minimum on the funds? On so you have funds, to have a certain yes, amount. Yeah, on their funds. So that would mean you'd have to have 30000 to uh to do that. So there's some restrictions there. And yeah, we could talk but, more about and, Vanguard's and issues too. Really, if you're gonna program. if you're gonna do the work, then it may it may make sense to uh, you know add about fifty to a hundred thousand dollars to start building a a more diversified portfolio. Uh, Koh in uh, Los in Reno, WCKB oh, well. in uh, South Dunn, North WCKB, Carolina. WCKB, yeah, right. So I get there. There you go. Seven eighty used all over the place. Stand corrected. Okay. Those are all, by the way, did I notice those are all east of the Mississippi? Hmm. No, KKOH in, in uh, Reno. Oh, pardon me, Reno. Yeah, okay. But otherwise, all right. I, we're not, I'm, not, I'm not winning this argument. I'm out, man. John, John thanks for bailing us Save out. Us. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, thanks, you guys. Um, I've been listening to your show for years. This is the first time I've ever called in to talk radio. Um, let oh, me give we you are the- honored. Yeah. So the 32nd background, I just turned 63. Um, I've been invested in, um, in index funds through various entities, mainly Schwab and Vanguard for years. Um, I'm hoping to at least semi-retire in, when I turn 65. So less than two years. Hooray. Yeah. Um, so, but, but, but all my index funds have been growth funds. I mean, you know, I mean, I think it's a pretty standard mix for a lot of people. You know, I mean, most of it's in uh, the Schwab S and P 500 index, um, and then and then the rest, you know, kind of evenly distributed is small cap, mid cap, um, small cap foreign, large cap foreign, um, and I and, and I really want to lo- look for more dividend income, and I've been looking at REITs for like a year. and I, And I look at the at the index fund REITs, and, and I mean. I mean, the dividends are okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for at least 4%, but the fees are, they're a little high for me. You know, they're like 0.5, 0.6%, sometimes more. 
So what I've started to do, and I want you guys to tell me if I'm crazy or partially sane, I've been looking at individual stock REITs, and I've never bought, hardly ever bought individual stocks. Um, but but I've identified a few, and, and I think there's quite a few more that are paying. All right, let me stop. Let me let me stop you right there, if you wouldn't mind. If you wouldn't mind, I yep. think you're approaching this wrong, and the, okay. and you're falling into a trap a lot of people fall into. They want their portfolio to actually generate the income without touching the principal, and that is very close to cutting off your nose to spite your face. Because when you're getting into 6% REITs, you're getting into REITs that have risk. And you mentioned, I think, 4%, before 6 or whatever the number. REITs should be part of, I think, everybody's pre-tax portfolio. No, 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 no. REIT funds, pardon right. me. Um, and I'd have to go look and see what Vanguard's REIT fund, what the cost is. REIT is a real estate investment trust. REITs own uh, shopping malls. Remember when we used to go there? They own apartment buildings, et cetera. So they are, they are – actually, I went to one in Phoenix not that long ago, so I shouldn't say that. But REITs are an important part of an overall portfolio. They Here's the reason I would own them is because they don't go up and down the but, same but as here's what he's stocks saying, But here's what time. he was saying, buying individual yep. stock REITs. That's way too, that's, that's like buying individual stocks of any type, any stripe. That's just too risky, especially if you're getting ready to retire. We don't like individual equities because they have that thing called default risk and the return should be a, similar to what other stocks it's like, right? Large read, et cetera. And here's the thing. You, you can create a 4% dividend yourself. If you have a well balanced portfolio that is properly diversified for your risk tolerance, that's somewhere between 30% in stocks and 80% in stocks, you should be able to very easily pull out 4% plus inflation every year, dump it in your bank account, and live off that for the rest of the year, creating your own dividend. And by the way, the Vanguard Real Estate ETF, which is almost all the REITs in the country, has an expense ratio of 0.12, not U.S., just U.S. Just I mean, U.S. But point so one I would two, own that. cheap, yeah. cheap, cheap. Mm -hmm. That should be in your portfolio. Don's exactly right. You can create your own pension simply by at the end of every year or whatever date, rebalancing the portfolio, taking money from the things that did great, putting the cash in your pocket, and uh, rebalancing the portfolio to the things that didn't do as well. And, Dan, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Dan. Good afternoon. Hi, Brenda. Oh, hi, Dan. Sorry. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, look, looks like I'm on now. <laughs> You're on. Yep. Yep. Th thank you uh, for all, all you guys do. I spent 30 years as a gambler and spent two years trying to find someone who could speak good financial sense, explain things in a very logical and clear way, remove the obfuscation. Uh, that works for you, Don. Uh, We're anti-obfuscation, yes. Yes. And, and trying to um, help me become truly an investor. And you guys have done that, and I'm most appreciative. Our pleasure. There was a Thank quote you, at the end of, of uh, Jason Zweig's article last week that really struck me. It comes from a Hungarian uh, stockbroker. He says, I can't tell you how to get rich quickly. I can only tell you how to get poor quickly. 
That's by trying to get rich quickly. <laughs> Good point. And and Dan, we're, run, we're going to run out of time. Did you have a question, or did you just wanted to share that? Uh, no, the question was I wanted your your views on the um, Wall Street Journal article on Wednesday on five tactics to invest for investing amid rising prices. Okay, well, we kind of, yeah, we kind of talked about that a little bit, but we will address that a little bit more in the next hour because uh, we're coming up on the end of this one. Thanks so much for the call, Dan. We really appreciate it and the nice comments. 855-935-TALK is our number. You can call that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Matter of fact, Dan, I want to answer your question really quickly. One, you've got to actually know that prices are going up and will continue to go up. You can't know that based on what has happened. Remember, you can't predict the future. But we believe you should always have stocks and tips in your portfolio to protect against rising prices, inflation. And most of the time we look at your portfolio, you got a lot of stuff, but it's really not generally diversified. You're generally paying others too much and you oftentimes are taking too much risk or not enough risk. So we invite you to come by and get a free look from an advisor. There's no cost. There's no obligation, no sales pitch. We do this for people because we want you to get it right when it comes to your money. How do they do that, Don? It's Tell so, them how to sign so up. easy. You just go to our uh, our website, vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com, and go down to the bottom of the page and set up an appointment, vestory.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and 